we appreciate our ministries in such a way. They do great jobs. And we appreciate our crew leaders and what they're doing. But again, we just want to say, you know, you can be a part of something. You, you don't have to be overwhelmed. There's so many things. Rick will be at the uh, table at the end of the service as well, along with Glenda. Any questions you might have, anything along the lines of what an usher does, what an usher is responsible for, what do I need to do, what do I need to be a part of, what are the qualifications? Uh, but, but again, that's something that you can just stop by and talk to him about, and he'll be more than willing to talk with you and share with you this morning. And just let me say this, we appreciate you and your heart and your involvement. Many of you are involved in different ministries throughout the house, but we are continuing to try to connect people. And when we connect people to different ministries, there's something that develops called growth. And in that growth, we learn to serve. So uh, again, they're not going to just throw you into a ministry and say, oh, you want to be an usher? Here's a plate. No. They're going to walk you. They're going to train you. They're going to let you shadow to make sure you're seeing what's going on and what's happening and taking place for you to be a part of that. So God bless you as you remember that. Amen? Father, thank you this morning for all that you've been and all that you've been doing. And this morning, right now, we quiet our hearts and our lives. We come before you asking your leading, guiding, your touch, your anointing, your presence. Lord, we do ask, teach us, show us, open our eyes of understanding. Let us be more than just encouraged. Let us be awed by what you, Holy Spirit, show us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I'm going to ask you this morning to bear with me for just a moment. As we prepare our hearts, we're going to be going to Matthew chapter 11 in just a minute. But we're going to continue on. This is a three-part series that I found myself developing about where you live. Where you live. And this morning, uh, we're going to veer off in a little different way, but... I'm going to conclude this next week, which I'll talk to you more about that in just a little bit. But here's the thing I want to underscore this morning. There might be some things said, and I don't mean, it's not my heart to offend anybody here. But as I shared with, with the uh, ministry in prayer this morning, I, I, I told them many times, unfortunately, believers in America especially, have sort of gotten narrow-focused. And they don't see the fullness of what God's trying to tell them and show them, especially within the Scripture. So we become pretty much a one-dimensional viewing, understanding believer and miss out on the fullness of God and what he has to show us. And so we get into a certain uh, rut of theology that produces bondage. And anything outside of that, that God wants to teach us or show us, we, we get upset at. Because we don't want our boat rocked. We don't want to be challenged. And you know what? Get challenged. Get into the Word. Do some praying. Ask the Spirit for leading. Do some things that take you beyond just because this is the way I was raised and this is what I understand. This is what it is. You know what? Let God teach you for a moment. Don't be just a bump on a log or an, on, a, on a cushion that's 16-gauge steel so you can fall asleep on Sunday morning. You okay, Mike? No, Mike's about there. He's coming close. But uh, <laughs> anyways, what I'm trying to say is uh, don't be offended by some of the things I have to say. Look, the gospel, you ready to get started on this? The gospel is not totally about going to heaven when you die. If that's the case with you, you've missed it, if so. In fact, can I tell you that heaven is no more a place than hell is. In fact, what I'm trying to say to you is that hell is not a place, it's a parking lot. It's a, it, it's, it's a shift. There's... There's, there's more yet to come. Heaven is, is, is in the same vein. I'm going to share some things with you about that in just a minute. Now, again, I'm not trying to upset people. I just want to bring us back 
to what the old or to what the New Testament means by the gospel. Everybody say the word gospel with me. Yeah. I, I, now, I, I really believe, and I'll say this again, that we in the U.S. of A. have lost sight of the gospel. It's no longer a wonder. You know, it's a wow. It's, 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 it's no longer a, a, a something that leaves you speechless. When was the last time God showed you something that left you speechless? My point exactly. And, and that's, that's, that's what I come back to. We've lost sight of the gospel. It's, it's become something more like signing up for, you know, insurance programs so that you, you can be at rest when you die. Look, again, that's legalistic. And I, I don't mean to hurt, I don't mean to offend, but look, that's not the gospel. Fortunately, our salvation comes to us by the Father sending his Son. Now, make sure you got your seatbelts on this morning because I'm going to share some things. Another level of teaching. And trust me, if I lose you or you end up walking away or out the door, make sure you listen to this again to get what you didn't get the first time through before we get to what we're going to next week. Can I, can I do okay with that? Okay. Right or wrong, we all need to understand one thing. God still loves us and is ever bringing, he is ever bringing me to work out his plan. He is ever bringing us to see his heart, his plan worked out. So let's, let's walk through some things, shall we? Let's take a look, first of all, at Matthew chapter 11 as we get into this. Now, notice what this is saying. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent. By the way, prudent simply means know-it-alls. That's exactly what it means. He says that I, you have hidden these things from the wise and the know-it-alls and have revealed them to babes. Can I tell you right up front, this is Salvation 101. He's talking about those babes, those who have just begun, if I can put it that way. He says, you know, they feel like they know nothing, Lord. They, you know, this is, again, salvation 101. And he goes on to pray. He says, even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son. And the, and this is anyone, to whom the Father, to whom the Son wills to reveal him. He says, come to me. Now, again, this verse that we know so well, all those verses came before. Come to me, all you who labor or are weary and are heavy laden. And I will give you, everybody say it with me, rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. What's he saying? Good question. I, I mean, because if you look at this, what this does is it starts out with, with this cryptic saying of Jesus concerning his relationship to his father. Now, we've gotten used to saying God, using the name God. But I don't know if you've ever realized this. The New Testament doesn't say God. It says Father, Son, Holy Spirit. 
For our God revealed to us by and in Jesus, it's not a singular thing. That's just it. It's, it's referred to as a monad in that sense. It, 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 it's a, you know, a simple, like God's out in space someplace, you know, and ooh, kind of. No, our God is the ultimate family. Our God is three. Listen, listen, and, and, and really, I hope you heard and see what Jesus just said in our text. Because the Father loves the Son so to such a degree that he places himself inside of the Son and the Son's response in the Father and yet, what you find is that he never, Jesus never loses his identity. So, what you've got in all this is, is the Father is the Father, the Son is the Son, and yet they are bound together with this love, which is 101% giving oneself away. This love is giving oneself away. And the Holy Spirit delights. I mean, he dances in this in showing the glory of the Father to the Son and the glory of the Son to the Father. That's our God. Therefore, we say this, scripturally speaking, God is, three of you got it, not bad on a Sunday morning, God is, absolutely, God is love. Therefore, we say not only God is love, not that he's, well, can I put it this way? Not that he's loving uh, in his nature. That's just, he's just a lovey-dovey God, you know, kind of thing. No, he is the origin. It's not something, he has, he's the origin. He is the definition. In fact, hear this, he is the beginning and ending of love. He is it. So, so this passage begins by Jesus telling us of this, of the love relationship in the Trinity. Now remember, this is Salvation 101. So my salvation, maybe this might get you by surprise, it doesn't begin with me feeling bad about myself. Salvation begins within the heart of the Holy Trinity. God is love. Jesus now, who is God, who came to sit down with us at our kitchen table, so to speak, and make himself known to us, he said, the son who has become one of us said this, no one knows me. Talking about the son. No one knows me except the father. I've heard that a couple times. I don't know what it is, but that's where the ushers move in and sweep in and take those things that are from you. That's the mystery. That's the mystery of God, the Son. He loves me. He is, where is he? He's in me. And he knows me from the inside. Jesus said that no one knows the Son except the Father. Again, we're getting into this. But, but that, then he says, no one knows the Father except the Son. Now again, same thing. Because I am in him and know him, know him from the inside, and I come out of him. Now, 
can, can, I, can I just put this in, in, into understanding here? Because when we talk about he loves me, he is in me, that, that's what Jesus is saying about the Father, that he knows me from the inside, but then he says that the Father, no one knows him except the Son. Again, it's the same thing. He says, I am in him and I know him. And, and, and from the inside out, I come out from the Father. It's a oneness that cannot be penetrated. It's a union that is seamless where God abides in God. And all of that is in the Holy Spirit. Now, to me, that, that's the most amazing statement in the Bible. No one knows the Father. I can go up to all the faiths in the Old Testament, but they didn't know the Father. They knew slivers of light. They knew inspirations, but they didn't know him. And Jesus said, I know him. I come to you out of him. This is, this is what exists in the Holy Trinity. This is what abiding in God looks like. He's coming to us from this relationship to the Father. That's why it seems strange to us, to be honest with you, because, yeah, we've been taught, what? We're the sinners. We're the ones going to hell. We need salvation, and we will have joy if Jesus saves us. Now, that's true. I understand that. You know, I'm not saying that's not true. That's not what I'm saying. The fact is, salvation begins in the God who is love, the Father who knows the Son, and the Son who knows the Father all in the Holy Spirit. Now, all I can do is tell you to think about that for a minute. Because there's a lot of, of, of meat hanging on that bone, so to speak. I, I'm, I'm, I'm brash enough to say, we cannot understand salvation until we understand the Holy Trinity. That's a big statement to make, but I'm telling you straight up. To know in my heart that the center of all existence is love, who gives himself away. In my heart. Can I say it this way? Heaven must not be understood primarily as a place. Heaven is the very being of God himself. Well, when I go to heaven, and whatever picture you might have of that, you know, it's been painted, so forth and so on. When I go to heaven, I, I come face to face with Jesus. God the Son. And he is the one who images who brings me to the Father and all in the Holy Spirit without anything else in between. So what I'm saying is heaven becomes a state of being. Heaven is the living embrace of the Holy Trinity. Heaven is, is being with him. We've turned it into Mansions and streets of gold and pearly gates and, and St. You know, Paul at the gate with a stick or something. I don't know. But I'll tell you it again. Heaven is a state of being. It's living in the embrace of the Holy Trinity. And now what Jesus is telling me here is that heaven isn't the end. Heaven is not someplace I'm going to. It's someplace where I come from. You know, that'll blow some people's minds. It's what I'm saying is it's not do this, it's not do that, and go here, not go there. And 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 because we do everything, just you know, we'll go to heaven someday when we die. Jesus said, Let me give you salvation 101. This began in heaven. This began in the love of the Father. This began in the Son, in the Holy Spirit. This 
is where it all begins. We, you and I, are sitting in this place this morning, having come out from, birthed out of, the God who is love. Do you realize that? Okay. So, I'm, I'm going somewhere. Don't, don't, don't underestimate this. Jesus is God the Son, which doesn't make him any less than the Father, okay? He is co-equal to the Father and everything he has, or he is, I should say. He is, he is Jesus is the fullest expression of the Father. Correct? And not here and there, we're going to make things, otherwise I'm going to go back to the beginning and start all over again. Any nods out there? Oh, I thought so. What did Jesus say? He said that if you have seen me, you have seen what? Thank you. The Father is everything you see in the face of Jesus. He is God and then became human. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know if you've heard it so much, it doesn't affect you or so mundane because you've gone over it or it doesn't impact you because you've never really think about it, but that just blows me away every time I say it. God became human. The creator of all that is, everything that is, became a creature. And, 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 and he could, to such a degree, he could sit down and have a cup of coffee with you. And you wouldn't even know who it is. I mean, after 30 years, they were ready to kill him for blasphemy because he said he was the Messiah. I mean, this guy that grew up and, and came to your house and put in the trim and the baseboards and doors and windows and everything else, and you didn't even know who he was. He was so really man. Then he said, I am the only one who knows the Father. God becomes one of us to look us in the eye and tell us who God really is. We never would have imagined this, not in our wildest dreams, that God came from God to tell us what God is like. God came from God to tell us what God is like. Is that real? Yeah. All, right? Oh, you're blown away by it. Now, see, that's my, my point. There's some things that we're not really getting that God wants to make real to us that he's trying to pull us to. Mm -hmm. Now, in, in, let me just say this. In telling us what God is like, do you realize what he's doing? He is telling us what we're supposed to be. How we're created to be. He said, look at me. I reveal the Father, he said. But also, <laughs> I reveal you. Here I am, a genuine man, but filled with the fullness of God. That's what you were made for. Do you understand that? You were made to be filled with the fullness of God. You were wired for that. Of course, what? They, they hated him. <laughs> they hated him for saying that. For, they crucified him because of it. Because they could not comprehend that. Nor did they really want to. He said, I've come to take you to Father. Hear me very carefully. I've come to take you to Father. He didn't say, I'll take you to heaven. No, he said, I am the way. No man comes to the Father except how? By me. To take us to the Father. Why? Good question. Thank you. 
Look, to take us to the Father, to know the Father as he knows the Father. Do you get that? He said, I am the way. No one comes to the Father except by me. It is literally to take us to the Father, to know the Father as he knows the Father, to be in the same joy that he dwells in, to take us into the peace of God that passes all comprehension. Hello, somebody. Jesus summed this up later in John chapter 17 as the success of his ministry. He said, if you remember, he said, Father, I've told them who you are. That's what I came to do. I came to show who you are, and I've done it. I'm coming home now. I'm coming home. These guys around me, they believe me. And they know who you are. And now I'm praying for those who are going to believe because of what they say. And they will know who you are. You ready for your first quiz? What is eternal life? Oh, well, that's where we're going to live forever. No. No. Take a look here at John 17, verse 3. And this is eternal life. That they may know you. That's, that's Father. That they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I just got to read it again. This is eternal life. That they may know you, Father, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you sent. That's eternal life. It ties into what he has just said. <coughs> Excuse me. He says, I know the Father, and the Father knows me. And when you get eternal life, you'll know him too. That's why he said, why I came. But right after that, in, in, in John 17, he spells it out. T take a look at verse 20. It, it says, I do not pray for these alone but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, watch this now, that they also may be one in us, that the, word may, that, that the world may believe, what are they going to believe? What are they going to believe? That you sent me. Are, are you glad he's saying that is what it means to believe? That you would realize the Father is in the Son. And the Son is in the Father. And that he, Jesus, came to get us so that we will be in them, which means you're in us. Yeah, I get that, but do you realize what he's saying? The Father is in the Son, the Son is in the Father, and that he came to get us so that we will be in him, which means you're in Father, Son, Holy Spirit, us. Do you, do you get that? I, I want you to think about it for a second. Because, well, okay, take a look at verse 22 here. It, it, it says, and the glory which you gave me, I have given them. Why? <laughs> What's the glory of God? The glory of God is this union, friend, that they may be one just as we are one. Whoa. I, I mean, I... I Jesus, I in them, and you, Father, in me, which means if they're in me, then Father's in you. 
to go to this country. I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Pow. Boom. So God the Father loves you and has always loved you as he loves the Son, and the Son loves you even as he loves the Father. That's who you are. You are one in him and him in you. It's, 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 it's Trinity. It's Jesus in the Father, Father in the Son, us in the Son. So the Son in the Father is also the Father in us. And we are in him. He is in us. We are, we are one. Knit, join, one. This is Salvation 101, friend. That's what Jesus is telling us. This is what it's coming down to. It's all the reality when it comes to the fact that you and I live in his oneness. That's who you are. You are not some individual trying to reach up, trying to achieve trying to understand, trying to do all the right things, trying to be this, trying to be that. Know who you are in Christ, in the Holy Spirit, the Father. My, it just, it just, it, mm -mm. okay, okay, I need to, I need to finish this up. So I'll say it again. God the Father loves you. And has always loved you as he loves the Son. And the Son loves you even as he loves the Father. Again, it's who you are. Do you know what Jesus came to do? He came to open our eyes and pull us into the embrace of the Father who sent him to get you. Oh, give me about... 30 minutes on the bridegroom and the bride. He's come to get us, to bring us. We, we like to cast that into something called last day prophecy, but I got news for you. There's more to this than we understand. So let me just say this. Salvation 101. And, and what's going to happen here, he's going to go on to describe what this is. And he describes it as rest. But that'll be for next week. I'm going to bring out the rest and what the rest, not the rest of the story, but what the rest is that he speaks of. And I will give you. I see a lot of believers who aren't rest. They're the most miserable, bitter, upset, angry. They're not satisfied. God's let this down. God, that happened. Nothing's this, that, and everything. It's all about us, isn't it? There's something more at, store, at work here. I'm being very careful because I'm about ready to squirrel and go off into never, never land here. There is so much in me that burns, that I carry, that believers would understand and grasp hold of and stop staring at things that, that, that are infantile and babyish and become what he's pulling us into in the oneness of who he is and realizing his purposes and what he has in store from us, for us. You are birthed out of his love. You're created by God. And God <laughs> became man so that he could show us. And yet, care more about whether the Browns beat Pittsburgh than we do. You see what I mean? I'm just saying. We get caught up in a lot. And God's put stuff in this world for us to enjoy, for us to be blessed in. I agree with that. It's not an issue. It's not an issue to have a desire about something or this, that, or anything else. But what we're missing is we're missing the fullness of 
of what God is, what God has, of who I am, of where I live. And as a result, I'm getting beaten up every day by the reality of the lie of the enemy who continues to just hammer at me, continues to get me to focus on all that's out there and all that's taking place and all that's falling apart and all that ever will be or can't be or all that's going to issue this or that or anything else or all the problems or all the sickness or all the disease or all the falling apart or all the arguments or all the things that are happening that are ripping people apart in every way. We don't realize. Where do you live? Do you live in the family of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? The fact that God abides in God. God abides in God, and I abide in God. God abides in me. And that abide is constant. We don't live in abiding. Ready for your homework assignment? Ask God to show you what abiding truly is. Go ahead. I dare you. I don't care how well you think you know it. In him, there's always more. And I'm sure you the eyes of our understanding to fill us with that revelation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But the truth is the fact. You're in Him. And He's in you. And He being the Son, He being the Holy Spirit, He being the Father. He is in the Father. No one knows the Father except by the Son. Well, if you're in the Son, He's bringing you to the Father for you to know the Father. And if the... Because mm, no one knows the Son except the Father. And if you're in Him, and you... It's just... Well, that's too much for me, Pastor. I'm not sure I'm getting that. Good. It's about time you get stretched. Now, you can either sit there and, you know, zipit.com. You can, you can sit there and do nothing because you say you don't understand it, but guess where that's going to get you every time? Right into the hands of the enemy and his lies. If you don't sense the reality that God is pulling on you, showing you, convicting you, that God is saying, I want to show you more. There's more here. It's not about you understanding it. It's about me that's going to reveal it to you because you are in me and I am in you. And no man comes to the Father except by me because I am the way, the truth, and the life. So get ready for an explosion that's going to mess you up in an understanding that's going to get you to kick your heels up in a joy in the Holy Spirit that makes you realize who you are in Christ and who Christ is in you and in the Father and in all this and heavenly places. We've been seated. Oh, I just want to go on. There is nothing more precious an overwhelming peace no matter what or where that I am in him and he is in me and the life that I live in the flesh I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me father I thank you for your word this morning for speaking into our hearts. <laughs> oh, God. I pray that they would believe. We've programized. We've established. 
We've gotten to understand everything but our relationship with you and what that even means. Lord, I pray, take us where we haven't been. Speak into our lives what we've never heard. Take us even further than we've ever been before. But in this place this morning, God, open our eyes. Speak into our hearts and to our lives. Holy Spirit, in the joy of the glory of the Father and of the Son. I in them and you, Father, in me. Which means there in us. speak to believers first. Whether you consider yourself a really good believer or a very lousy believer, do you believe in Jesus Christ and that the Father raised him from the dead? Do you know that this life is not about trying to make it? but resting with who he is and what he's done for me. And so instead of really allowing him to teach me or show me, I shut away from the presence or getting to know him because the enemy said I, I'm dumb, I can't understand things. The enemy's got me to think that if I do all these right things and do enough of them that be okay and I'm, I'm really realizing that the Holy Spirit saying to me this morning I'm missing out I've missed out on what that oneness truly means and what God is wanting to bring me what, what, what God is wanting to as Jesus brings me to doesn't even register the little bit wrapped around in my head. That doesn't change it from being the truth. And that's what Jesus was teaching us. He'd go on to say, come all ye weary and heavy laden. But this morning, believer, God is wanting to deliver you from a bondage, from a heavy yoke on your shoulders, from a pre-formatted idea of what Christianity is all about, to any of the pictures that you've registered in your mind about what Christians are supposed to do or not do. wanting to bring you in to a condition and to an embrace that's heaven. Unlike anything you've ever experienced or known. That's what he's wanting to do. And if you're in this place and don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, God loved you so much 
He gave His only begotten Son that if you would believe upon Him, you would not perish, but you would have, get this, we just went over it, but have everlasting life. Wow. God quality, the oneness of His life. So that's a choice. It's a choice you make. What's that choice going to be? The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you. Stand with me this morning as we sing this again. The Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you. I have shared with you out of Corinthians where if any man be joined to Christ he is one spirit with him I've walked down that, that road that takes us to 1 John and, and as he shares the reality that his seed is within us we carry the DNA of God we're his child I mean, I can go over and over on this stuff. But believer, I will say it to you again and again. The Holy Spirit wants to let you know right where you're at, the condition that you're in, all that you are, no matter where you've been or where you're going, He wants to let you know right now that you are in Him. He is in you. You're in the family. The Father's in the Son. The Son is in you, which means the Father's in you as you are in the Son, as this, the Son is in the Father. And it's all in the joy and the strength of the Holy Spirit. He wants to make it real. If he hasn't already, it's like, wait a minute, let me process this now. Let me process this, yeah, let me process this. Do you realize that what God is about to show you continually will raise you to a level that you'll be doing, moving, understanding, declaring, bringing into subjection, in the power, the might of who he is in you and Does it mean any more to you that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world? You know what? I, 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 I just, I, 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 I want to keep talking, but I know better. I pity the fool that sits there and says, keep talking. <laughs> they don't understand what I'm about. Let me just say this this morning. I'm stopping. This is now between you and your Lord. And that's why as we sing it, I invite you to find a place of prayer. If you're here this morning and your heart is to believe upon him, I, I would encourage, I, I would ask you to find that place around here and to go after him and to just receive him. So as we sing it again, Let's find that place. Let's let God continue to finish something he started in us this morning. As we sing it together, let's find that place. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face to 
gracious to you, Lord, turn his face toward you and give I got a hundred dollar bill if somebody would like it. Anybody would want it? Yeah. And if I asked you to come get it, would you come get it? Sure. God's got a blessing for you this morning. God wants to open your eyes to some things this morning. You want to come get it? If you don't want it, not a problem. But there's more happening here than you think. It's time to receive this morning. Can you do it just there? Well, of course you can, but really? You've been fighting with God about coming forward anyway, so I'm just going to stay here. That's fine. I'm not going to rebuke you for that. I just don't want you to miss what he has for you here. So we'll sing it one more time. There's not going to be a formal dismissal. May God bless you, keep you, cause his face to shine upon you.
restore.